Hey, everybody. Chris Miggs here. I am not with Garrett and Jimmy Fax this week. Uh, they have recorded together, and they have a lot of hilariousness for you. Um, I, unfortunately, could not join them. But uh, I just wanted to hop in here at the top uh, because I would be remiss if we on the podcast didn't recognize the passing of Dean Rasmussen. Uh, Dean was the founder and leader of the Death Valley Driver video review, DVD VR. Um, one of the sort of seminal wrestling message boards of the late 90s and early 2000s. It's the board that Tony Khan posted on, if you <laughs> want to think of that place. Um, and DVD VR meant, meant so much to me. It, it exposed me to so much new wrestling. Um, it taught me about watching wrestling with joy and humor and uh, brought me to you know, places like, you know, Ring of Honor the first time. The reason I was at the first Ring of Honor show is because um, I learned about all that wrestling, reading about it on DVD VR. Um, but to me, the, the biggest impressions I, I got from, from Death Valley Driver were, were the road reports. Um, the Death Valley Driver crew getting together to go see wrestling. And Dean wrote the funniest ones, the funniest and most engaging and, and most amusing stories um, but not really about going to see a wrestling show. I mean, in part about going to see a wrestling show, um, but really about him and his friends who loved wrestling getting together to to watch tapes and go on weird journeys to weird places they might not have otherwise been uh, to go and watch some wrestling. And, you know, what I took from that is, you know, how beautiful it is to, to, to hop in a car with your friends and, and and set off on that journey. I don't know uh, if anyone else would have taught me that. Um, and so I, I think I and and sort of a lot of us owe you know a real debt of gratitude to the work um, and community building and and writing that that Dean did. Um, and uh, what I learned as an adult was that Dean was so right that you know to do this with your friends um, is a joy and a privilege. Um, he, you know, he taught me about a way of life that has led me to uh, an incredible number of wonderful memories, and, and more importantly, um, wonderful friends. Um, so, thanks for everything, Dean. Um, and now, here are some of those wonderful friends um, who are going to talk about Brian Nobbs. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host Garrett Calendar, and with me, as always, Jimmy Fax in the flesh. That's right. The fax machine is here in the the calendar dungeon. Uh, lots of screaming, very similar to what Stu Hart was putting people through, but closer to what Schlack was going to put that guy through. <laughs> yeah, in uh, XPW. Yeah, that's 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 right. Um, but I'm I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready, willing, I'm able. But we we are we are going to punish ourselves a little bit here. Yeah. So we had a really good time on last week's episode. I assume we're releasing this the following. Sure. Week. Why not? Who knows when this is coming out? But uh, 
Brian Knobs really, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, he, he he tugged at our imagination strings. It, and It's like that Seinfeld where he's like, Costanza, and like the girl can't get it out of her head. Yeah. That's the way Brian Knobs has like been living in our, our heads for the Nasty last couple of days. boys. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, Kogan. <laughs> Nick killed a guy. Yeah, and and we can we just talk about what we were just talking about before we started recording to where, like we, we were just looking up and and I was surprised to find out the Nasty Boys are not in the WWE Hall of Fame because the bar is so low, right? Like Coco Beware made it in a decade, like over a decade ago at this point. Well, he had a parrot. Sure, but I mean these guys were tag champs. I think on multiple occasions, you know they were on both sides, and and Brian Knobs though is Hogan's buddy, right? So like. Hogan clearly could have got him in. It does kind of feel like at this point, Hogan is the one actively keeping them out, <laughs> right? Like, I I can't imagine Vince never had the idea. Like, oh, nasty boys, like they're, they're fine. Is like kind of the, the the last one there. They're somehow both still alive, which the WWE loves if they can. Right, but they also like to wait. I don't know. I could. I they do might picture. not have much longer to wait. I mean, between sags and knobs. I mean, and we see knobs diet yeah. <laughs> at the Hogan restaurant. Uh, I do picture this as like. I mean, it could be his cholesterol. It could be just one of those clams that, like, the the grandma that ordered it is like, oh, I can't, I can't eat this, <laughs> and he's just like, he actually greets everyone of like, you should order the clams because he knows they're inedible, and then that like when they take it back, he's allowed to eat it. <laughs> I picture he goes to like kind of what you said Coco bewares in there but he goes to Hogan's like come on man Coco got in before me and he's like he has a parrot dude what kind of animal you got and he's like well this dog's always following me around and he's like that's a that's a police search dog dude he's looking for drugs in your car and then I, I feel like though on the other side like Jerry Sags is like Professor Gerald Sags, <laughs> <laughs> you know, lecturer emeritus at uh, like <laughs> universe, like Princeton. He's like it turns out, you know, like the Guar guys are all right, like theater the Mensa guys. members. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's yeah. I only I don't see Sags down at the beach house. He don't have time for that shit. No, he's got he's got things. He's got intellectual fulfillment that he's got to get to. <laughs> But that's the opposite of what we're doing tonight. But you said that they they have wrestled pretty recently. Yeah, we looked according to Cage Match, and and you know Cage Match doesn't have everything, but it looked like they were running pretty straight up to the pandemic. So I don't know, maybe they had a falling falling. Well, that would make sense. The intellectual was like yeah, we're not Brian Ob's clearly not an anti-mask, anti-vaxer, right? Just because that's what Hogan tells him. And Brian Knobs is like, I trust the science. He might have developed the science. Like, Jerry Sags is right in there with Fauci. He actually is Fauci. Yeah. Fauci is one of the, he is, he's fucking Sags. Like, that was his stage name. That's right. And, uh, God, when he put in that, when he told us all to wear masks, nuclear heat. Nuclear. Nuclear heat. Like, he was, he was Kaufman in the South. Like you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're gonna work a big angle, right? Because because even Professor Gerald, 
he's still Carney a little bit, right? So like if, if you get a big enough box office, like if they were gonna give him second billing on the the, the match where Jeff Jarrett almost murdered Ric Flair, like I, I think they would have they're waiting for that payday. They're waiting for that Conrad payday. Yeah, I mean, science isn't paying the bills. Like that's, no. Science is a hobby. You know, no. if you want to pay the bills, you got to get down to the Comic-Con in Huntsville, Alabama. Sure. With the IRS guy. And, of course, yeah. And, yeah. That's where the big bucks are, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, and I feel like Sags actually, like, he probably also played the market on the whole vex. Like, he had a lot of Moderna stock. <laughs> And like now that stock has cooled off. Like he's sold, he's sold that he's made his COVID money, right? COVID, COVID's not you know getting another yacht for him anymore. He invested in Moderna. Nobs just uh, invested in syringes. (laughs) (laughs) They got to put the Moderna somewhere. They got to do it. I've been collecting them on the beach. I've I've been getting them out of Terry's trash can. shit so uh i think what we're gonna do is we hang out we're just gonna watch some nasty boys matches sure and uh we'll tell you guys what match we're throwing on so you can follow along if you want if that's something that you you have time for in your life you're already here i mean yeah and so we're starting just on youtube because you know fuck peacock and it is a WWE official video from the official <laughs> WWE channel. We were looking for a Google search revealed that apparently one of the best Nasty Boys matches ever was a 1990 match between the Nasties and the Steiner Brothers. We are too lazy to find that one. But we found a different match that looks like it's from some Nitro in March of 96. So the title of the video is Steiner Brothers versus Nasty Boys dash March 24, 1996. On the WWE channel, way less views than a Grim Stoiko video. Oh, substantially less. Like, I mean, honestly, this has maybe the same amount of views as uh, the trailer for the movie Book Club 2. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah. Wait, but, but, so I'm just kind of, did you trick me into coming over here? to watch some stuff on YouTube just to try to drive the algorithm. You think some Brian knobs might, might drive the, the grim Stoico algorithm down. Well, yeah, I figured grim goes down. We go up. Well, and then Jerry sags. He's a very savvy internet marketer. Mm. So you figure going nasty boys, he's going to start marketing whatever he, he wants, you know, to manipulate the stock market towards. Okay. Okay. So, wait, so are we good guys or bad guys here? We're just, we're, we are the product. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. We are Moderna. We're the Moderna. We're, we're either the Moderna or the needles on the beach. We, we won't know until later. Both are pretty cool, dude. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to count down uh, from three and we're going to press play. Watch this. Uh, not the best Steiner Brothers versus Nasty Boys match, but doing you one better on the one that's available it's on YouTube. It's the first one you'll find on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. All right. There's. Man, I, I know I've told. God. And that is Scott. I feel like we have we ever talked about how lazy the name Rick Steiner is? Because like their actual last name is Rick Steiner. So he's like, well, I'm not going to use my real name. This is news to me. You didn't know this. No. So their actual legal born lineage, familial lineage, their actual last name is Rick Steiner. 
and I think he I think he's like Dave Rick Steiner or something like that. And Scott is Scott Rick Steiner. That's like their what's on their driver's license, or at least what probably Big Papa Pump on his driver's license now. That was on the driver's license before the police took them away. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, they live in Georgia, so I mean, yeah. I think they're they're lucky. Oh, they're this is fucking New Japan whaling yeah, right this now. This is get them knobs. I, I'm into it. I'm I, this is I'm I'm already into this. Jesus. I love a good '90s tag. Holy match. shit! Knobs just clobbered Rick in the mouth with that that elbow. These guys are actually hitting each other. Yeah, and like we were talking, this is definitely pre Big Papa Pup. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's small or anything, but he he seems like a. These guys seem physically capable. But yeah, anyway, so when he when he got into wrestling, he's just like, yeah, Rick Steiner's too long and confusing a la- like a name for a wrestler. So he's like, oh, I'm just Rick Steiner. And the last time I saw him was at a convention, and he was mad that Scott's line was longer. He threw all of his Sharpies away. Yeah, that's mature. Well, they were a team known for their maturity. Like, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a, it's a SAG's level of emotional maturity. So, Scott... So, no tags, by the way. They're doing this, like, hurricane-style... Like this is like like New Japan combined with ECW. This is uh, so. What do you call this? A tornado tag? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it looks like Sags is going out to like. I think that they just haven't rang the bell. But yeah, that's the tornado tag. Is when there's no tagging, which was my favorite setting on the old WWF. The video games. game. It yeah. was the best. It was the best. It's how you had to do it. Whose outfit are you more likely to be seen in? I honestly would wear any of the above. I think they're all pretty striking looks. Um, I've lost a little weight. I think I could pull off a singlet. Um, See, I've gained a little weight. I feel like I could pull off a knobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could definitely pull off a knobs now. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty solid look. Like, I also think, like, you, you kind of just bleach my hair, give me a haircut. I, I think I could be a pretty decent brian knobs in 96 stand in <laughs> without a whole lot of effort i will say I'm legitimately impressed with how the steiners are throwing these two big boys around and but I, i'm also impressed by the nasties that like they're not slowing down like they're two big fat dudes and they're just they're going they're, there's no slowdown in this match Hogan's like, you don't understand, man. The nasty boys can go, dude. I don't know why he's keeping him out of the Hall of Fame now. I I don't. Oh, Fauci, that's don't spit. Ooh. I mean, this was before. Yeah. Did he go to school after, or is he going well, to school at night? Or was he during... planting the seeds then? This is the long con with Jerry Sags. We're <laughs> it talking. wasn't a bad. It was that spit that just came out of his mouth that started all this. I mean, if you told me, you know, the, there was the big things of like, oh, no, there's evidence that it came out of a lab. But like, I'm pretty sure we all know it probably came from one, if not both of the Steiner brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where all the COVID came from. It, it originated at a Shoney's in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. the secret lab. All right, so it does seem like Nick Patrick has has regained control, and this is a normal tag match. I will say that opening though, where they were like really throwing fists, and uh, even Sags, uh, 
flying knee. That was. I I think a lot of guys on AEW could learn something from this, you know, because I I do love like this is legitimate love. I'm not being like I I love these like '90s kind of like heavyweight. I feel like it does kind of have that Japanese vibe to it of like we're gonna have like four heavyweight dudes just throwing freaking haymakers in just some random ass ta- tag match. I mean, is that kind of what I, I think they're only on dark, but the workhorsemen? Uh, maybe. Sure. Like, would they be a, uh, I mean, I think they would be closer to a Steiner than the nasty boys based on just yeah. hygiene. But sure. um, they, they, I've never thought like these guys look. But like they, they, they like we've been doing a lot of those like hoss fights for the TNT title, right? Like throw those guys into a tag situation. Right, you you throw like before he turned on him like Samoa Joe and Wardlow <laughs> against Hobbs and I don't know Archer maybe. I think you could have a grand old time with that. Lance Archer would love the work. Yeah, he's available. So's Nobs, by the way. Yeah, if, yeah. if you can't, he doesn't have a phone. But if you call the uh, the phone down in a uh, Clearwater at Hogan's Beach House. I don't think oh, Nobs, got a by. I don't think Nobs would would get past standards and practices by the Turner people. <laughs> like we wouldn't let Jay Briscoe on television. Yeah. <laughs> They're like we'll we'll let you drop an S bomb here and there, but no 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 Nobs. Like <laughs> like Kevin Spacey's getting back on TBS <laughs> before. <laughs> we're we're gonna have. We're gonna have Kevin Spacey host the Miss America pageant, but uh, <laughs> so right, no so, one won. So yeah, this was a Bongo Gonzo finish with the the Road Warriors, inter- but it was solid. It was a you know I I guess that that's WCW for you, right? Like in the nineties, like it had something good going, and then they just have it end terribly, not end, and just make the audience mad honestly for six minutes them clobbering on each other at the beginning was worth the price of admission i think it was worth it's worth six and a half minutes of your time all right so what we had agreed before is so before i unlock my phone i looked on uh internet wrestling db and i'm moving the microphone around so probably not coming through on internet uh pro fight db so we do have the listing of and i just looked up brian knobs because you look up just a single wrestler but i imagine they're all going to be nasty boys matches we have every Meltzer star rating ever. Okay. So we've agreed we're going to watch whatever it is, because presumably yeah. it's going to be, if it's not on YouTube, it'll be on Peacock if we have to. Um, But let's guess, what do we think? So I know on mine and Chris's old podcast, we did one with Max Payne and Cactus Jack against the Nasty Boys. I think it was a Halloween Havoc. It was a Chicago street fight. Memory Ooh. serves. I want to say I, I could see Meltzer giving that one four. Okay. But but I would say I'm actually going to guess three and a half. And as that being like one of the higher ratings? I think that that, like, but that's the thing is like Meltzer ratings and provide DP is like, I don't know what there might not be a rating for. So I, I feel like if he has a rating for that match, I think it's four. But I'm gonna go ahead and say for some reason we don't have a rating for that match, and the highest match is gonna be like them against the Heart Foundation, like three and a half. Mm. You think that 
they would get the higher score against like a better working team. I think like, so. Wait, and I think that that would also make sure that that Meltzer's going to review it, right? Okay. Like, that that does make sense. I don't know. Like the Chicago Street fight does sound very fun though cuz Knobs looks like he can take a chair. Yeah, I mean and and it's definitely Max Payne's best match too. So, three out of the four guys in that match it's their greatest match ever. You've said his name twice now and I, I am sure it is not Mark Wahlberg. I don't know who Max Payne is. So I think the video game franchise was based on this. Okay, yeah, from, moves from very the early slow. 90s. He is a another. He's a, a guy that looks like he would tag with Mick Foley, like and possibly be his roommate. You okay. know, same size, big, bigger guy, yeah. similar shape, long hair, played a guitar, and uh, so I think. I think it might have been at that show. I want to say it might have been the first match on that show, and like he plays the Star Spangled Banner on guitar before it. Pretty good. I mean, for a wrestler, you know, pretty solid. Like it's an electric guitar. Like it, if he's actually playing it, I remember it being serviceable. On so, a scale from like Elias to Hendrix, where <laughs> I mean, I would put him right dead center. Dead center. Okay. Dead center. Okay. All uh, right, so so do you want to give a guess on your 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 snowflake? Like how many stars I think the top one is? Yeah, the Meltzer stars. Four and a quarter. All right, so we have a tie. So we're gonna go. So let's watch the one that is not one of the two is the Chicago Street Fight, and it was actually Spring Stampede '94. Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. Against Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Since I know I've seen that one and even done a podcast on it, let's do the other one. Both of these, we are both under, by the way. That match and the one I'm about to say both got four and a half Meltzer stars. Oh, my God. This one was at WCW Slamboree 94. Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan versus the Nasty Boys for the WCW World Tag Team Titles. So this was two pay-per-views in a row that it was Nasty Boys against Mick Foley and somebody, and they had bangers, apparently. So I'm looking for Slamboree 94. Slamboree 94, yeah. Which, keep in mind... I don't know which season of Slamboree that is. (laughs) Keep in mind, Peacock, uh, I tried to just search Brian Knobs, and Peacock told me to go to hell. Up here. All right, guys. So we have it pulled up on Peacock. uh, Season two of Slamboree. Season two, episode one. Just to be clear, yeah. We have it paused at two hours, two minutes, 49 seconds. So, yeah, so this was the, like, looks like this was the semi-main. And there's a Philadelphia Flyer is the special guest referee. David the Hammer Schultz is apparently going to be our special guest referee, so we'll see. All right, guys, strap in. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. And we're looking at some lights. We're looking at a backdrop that appears to be from a early 90s prom. <laughs> which, as we fast forward, it seemed like this show was mostly people talking in front of a podium, which yeah. is great for the pay-per-views. Right. Including, like, Sting in the face paint, where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to see at the pay-per-view is Sting talking. Nothing like tucking a hockey sweater into some slacks. Particularly for an f- actual former player, like... I don't know. I mean, does, he looked really excited in his promo before this, and he looks miserable actually walking to the ring. He looks like a little embarrassed. 
Yeah, like he really just regrets all of this. Well, who's backstage to make him tuck those into the slacks? Turner wasn't back there. I can't imagine. Who's in charge at this point? Is this Bischoff? No, this has got to be pre-Bischoff. Pre-Bischoff, yeah. So this is, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Well, actually, this is probably Ric Flair booking. Um, But who was actually in charge? So this is probably Ric Flair booking, I think, based on where we are on the calendar. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Had a son. Watts. I think this was the second run of Watts. Oh my God! Okay, Kevin Sullivan's where Kevin Sullivan, by the way, who who if you see him at like a WrestleCon now, gigantic Red Sox fan, huge Boston sports fan, but shamelessly wearing Phillies gear. Even though the the special guest ref was a hockey player, why not wear the Flyers? If you're gonna do the hometown thing, well, you don't want to like come into the ring dressed as the the guy who's already in there. And he'd have to tuck in. That was yeah. probably it. He probably had the flyer jersey, and Schultz was like, you know, you got to tuck that in. He's like, well, I'm just wearing, like, basically underwear. <laughs> It'd be weird if I... He's like, you're nope, tucking those into your underpants, you, bud. You tuck those in. But yeah, bud. You want to wear one of those other Mamby Pamby sports jerseys. All right, Nasties are all business here. They look, honestly, pretty cool. They did. I do remember... I remember, again, as a kid... I was aware of like WCW stuff going on in this era, but like we weren't really watching and we definitely didn't. And I remember when they showed up in, in WWF, which I guess was before this. Yeah. Cause if this is 94, this is probably after they came back. And I remember being like, Ooh, the nasty boys, like they're like big time from WCW. Like they're going to be really cool. And they were honestly, they look like, I like their music too. They look like um, if you were to play like a Sega Genesis yeah. uh, video game version of the movie Demolition Man. Sure. They look like the guys you're probably beating up. This is what they look like. They look like from Ninja Turtles, Rocksteady and Bebop before they get oh. turned into animal people. Oh, buddy. That is, yeah. Yeah. Up oh, and like I said, the nasty boys know how to take a chair. And again, we have just brawling, not in the ring, no tags. I don't think the bell has been rung. This was just the nasty. I, I guess this is why people like the nasty boys. They just they knew how to uh, give us what we wanted. Man, uh, it sucks that right now Janella is just sleeping on giving us knobs versus Saber Junior. It's spring break next year. That would be something. A technical match with knobs is especially at this age. And then and then afterwards he would go he Saber would go against uh, ZSJ against then Sags at a chess match. <laughs> <laughs> and then a spelling bee. It would be it would be <laughs> It would be what they do to fifth graders to prove who's the smartest. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty nasty uh, pile driver. Okay, it's, so I, I can tell you this feels very, very similar to the Chicago street fight that would be one pay-per-view later, I guess. With just one different wrestler. Or one before this, I think, actually. So I this think. one is rated the same as that, though? Yeah, th so it's two pay-per-views in a row in 94. Three out of the four guys are the same. I think they're both for the tag titles. 
Um, so the Nasties, I believe, are the tag champions. Because they came out last, yeah. So Yeah, and um, even though they didn't have the belts on them, I don't think I saw. But they definitely are the tag champions. And, and I could tell you that the, the previous match, where it was Max Payne in, in the Kevin Sullivan role, I believe is like, even though it's a Chicago street fight, it's like either a double DQ or a double countout. Like, it's some kind of shit non-finish. So... I don't know what happened to Max Payne, <laughs> why he was exiled from this one. But, like, they definitely kind of set that one up screwy that, like, the Nasty Boys kept the titles but didn't really beat Cactus Jack. And Max Payne was also there. It's nice seeing Cactus Jack. Like, he looks healthy. Yeah. Like, his body, it doesn't look like it hurts him to walk to the ring. He has, like, his posture's great. Well, does he even maybe still have both ears at this point? Mm, 94 that's right around when it happened yeah right so i think this might have been pre-ear loss because i think we saw that it was vader is the champion in the main event or is challenging for the title i, I think it i think i saw in the little burb that vader's in the main event here and i i, I think that match in germany was after like the Vader push was beginning to die down and like he wasn't in the main event scene. Like he was on his way down from the main event scene. Wait, okay. I was trying to figure out what he was hitting him with a bit ago. And I just heard on commentary that he, one of the nasty boys took a camera away from <laughs> somebody and was beating Cactus yeah. Jack with it. Yeah. A camera bag. That was, I mean. It's a hefty item. It's a hefty item and a pricey item. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my uh my dad wouldn't be cool with that. If I went and. My fucking... dad wouldn't even let me have the like disposable cameras. Because <laughs> those would be too pricey. You kidding me? Take a disposable around Brian Knobs? <laughs> You're just asking for it. It's either going to get stolen or I'm going to have to develop a picture of his nutsack. Yeah. Um, the Philadelphia Flyer, Doctor, not Doctor David Schultz. Uh, what was it, Dave the Hammer Schultz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. He's, he's he's either too far away or too close. He's wildly indifferent to what's going on. He he looks like he's literally asking, like, did they did they give you the paycheck yet? Like he was going <laughs> back to one of his guys backstage, like, do you got it? It was cash, right? Cash. As soon as the bag is in hand, I am out of here. Which is a shame because this, this is a hell of an entertaining match, and he's got he's got the best seat in the house. I mean, ninety four. How hot was wrestling then? Like this was no, this was this was it's dearth, right? Like because ninety four is like right before it started heating up again, right? Like ninety four is oh. when this is right around when they bring Hogan in. Okay, right, yeah. because things were so bleak, and like Vince was just like, you know, even Hogan's not gonna. This is post steroid trial, as we could tell by all four men's physiques. Whereas the match we just watched with the Steiners two years later, they're back on the gas, you know. God, hitting them with a fucking microphone stand that has. I like this style ramp, by the way. Although, also, what the inspiration here is, I just realized this is in Philly in '94. Like ECW is That's not just the first time Nobs has slipped in a puddle of beer. <laughs> no. so. 
But this is right around like the genesis of ECW. Like Eastern Championship Wrestling is becoming Extreme Championship Wrestling. Like right after this, like is 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 there a young like Mikey Whipwreck sitting? Yeah, sitting and being like, yeah, I can, I could be a nasty boy. I yeah, I I look as pretty as a nasty boy. My teacher always tells me I'm gross. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan is horrifying. He's one of the most unlikely, like, former main event guys ever, right? Like, he just has nothing that you associate with a successful pro wrestler of any era. But yet, he's fought. Like, he's, like, he's solid. Most kind of said the same thing about, like, Mick Foley, I guess. Like, as far as looks and physique and... Not sure. He looks like a presentable man, but yeah, except for, you know, being one of the greatest wrestlers ever, right? I mean, Mick Foley is a generational talent who completely changed the industry. And Kevin Sullivan looks like your dad, your, your dad's friend. Right. He, he's known for having his brother spell his name backwards and, and being part of the worst stapled the alliance to end hulkamania (laughs) which uh not to get off the topic of this match but as we were surfing around on youtube looking for something we did see a clip where knobs was denied entry into the nwo on television uh and it was hogan denying him directly in the in the still frame so like it's adding credence to the hogan blacklisting them from the hall of fame what do you think happened in real life that didn't allow Knobs to be in the NWO? Well, so I, I do remember that it, it probably... So I, when I think of WCW era and I think of these guys, I actually think of nasty Brian Knobs as a single wrestler. So I'm guessing that probably set up his singles run because at that point, Knobs, you know, had been to the wet market in in Wuhan <laughs> and he kind of had some of the wheels in motion and was kind of like guys I'm ret- I'm retiring I will only wrestle high school gymnasiums <laughs> and he only went to the wet market cuz he thought it sounded sexier oh, than yeah. it was like he didn't know what that was yeah yeah we got some we got some color here on Mick honestly like a lot of what I remember about Brian Knobs is like junior high, high school, mm-hmm. watching him on Hogan Knows Best. Yeah. And him being Hulk's silly friend from the reality show. Whereas uh, I remember just like in the slight, like the, the age difference between us is like, I remember that being mind blowing. Whereas like, because everyone knew Barber, Barber was, was, you know, Hogan's guy. And okay, quick count from David Schultz, and it, I guess Cactus wins the tag titles here with. Um, but that being mind blowing, of like, oh, you know what, former wrestlers like Hogan's best friend is always oh, read Brian Knobs. It's just it was you couldn't have come up with a more random guy. I mean, I don't know what what does Knobs have to offer him. Hogan and I mean I I I mean you can be friends with anybody you want. I think you know, Hogan's but... got to love lording it. Oh, like he he wants to have someone who's like enough of a name that Hogan can get him in places despite his odor. 
<laughs> but like clearly an inferior human being noticeably in every possible way so that hogan can kind of just have yeah yeah that's max Payne, all right he looks pretty cool yeah no i i don't actually know what happened two x's oh yeah i thought it might have been three but i guess that would oh and he's got the powder in the guitar jeff jarrett stole it from him don't know why he had a crowd going crazy like a nashville country acoustic guitar when his whole thing is that he's like a metalhead, but, you know, whatever. I mean, every metal band has a ballad, right? That's true. Honestly, maybe, hitting... maybe that's where he went. He's the guy from Stained. <laughs> he, he wrote It's Been a While after being passed over being on this pay-per-view. He absolutely looks like the kind of guy Fred Durst would discover in Florida <laughs> and give a record deal to. Sure. There's Evad. There's Evad Sullivan. Nobs, watch out. Oh, fuck. Honestly, Nobs is quite the actor, too. I think I think Thunder in Paradise would have been better with more Nobs. Or some Nobs. I, I don't think there was any Nobs. He, well, he was actually going to get the role first, but the uh, jet ski... Uh, didn't mm. didn't hold him. It it sunk. <laughs> oh, I just realized. So did, Schultz was was kind of going around slowly because he couldn't risk the jersey getting untucked from his pants. Oh, yeah. it was a real tight tuck job. The for a guy who they showed a lot of fight videos of, he uh he seemed like a timid ref. He did indeed. Oh, did he get, he got, he got Wuhan? He got Wuhan. All right. So I know, I know we said we were going to do this and, and it's getting late and I got to run, but I think I got time for one more. What do you say we now look at the lowest rated Please. Meltzer match? Please. Right, I'm unlocking the phone. My fingerprint is. I, I think my fingerprint is fine. My phone is just refusing. <laughs> my phone's like, please don't. I love you. All right, so I only see one red, meaning, that's right, red means negative stars. So how did Meltzer even see this? Was he drunk and he accidentally watched it? Is like, the was, Philly one? I don't know. No, yeah. I mean the, the low-rated one. Well, it's probably at a pay-per-view that he covered, He had to right? watch it, yeah. Okay, so this one is going to be Bash at the Beach 95, which I, I'm going to guess that's like s- season three of Bash at the Beach. And it is Booker T and Stevie Ray, the Nasty Boys, and the Blue Bloods. I want to say it's. I mean, it's just this all there. So it's it's Earl, Robert Eaton, and Lord Stephen Regal. I believe they went by the Blue Bloods. So it's not Beach Blast. Oh shit! It's ba- Bash at the Beach, which is vexingly a different pay per view. Still WCW, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, seven seasons. 1995, you said? 95, yeah. So, this, so yeah, season two. So, another season two, episode one. Season two WCW was hot. It was hot. And, and I don't know if this is going to make the edit, but the the following pay-per-view is also Harlem Heat against... Um, the nasty boys, and that one got three and a half. So apparently, it's 
it's Bobby and, and William Regal are the ones dragging this one down. I think me and Derek watched this for a watch along. Oh, I yeah, watched something off of here. I do enjoy the aesthetic. Like I know that I, I just enjoy shows that look different. Was it uh, like, oh yeah, like Hog Wild? Yeah, like they were talking about how it was such a bad audience because none of them cared about wrestling and they were so drunk. But like, uh, oh wait, okay, so there's Harlem Heat giving a promo that's presumably the pre-match promo. Let's 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 just do it right here. Okay. So next match we've got season two Bash at the Beach. Uh, we have it paused at one hour two minutes forty five seconds. Yep. And it uh, looks like we've Harlem Heat with Sherry, um, the Nasty Boys, and the Blue Bloods. Uh, it is for the tag titles. I don't know who the champions are here. How many stars did you say? Negative 0.5. Oh, hell yeah. And, the, so, and then we were just saying the next pay-per-view is just the Nasties and Harlem Heat. And that one got three and a half. So apparently William Regal and Bobby Eaton are worth negative four stars. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, guys, let's do this. Three, two, one, play. See the palm trees? I do do love this. I love the aesthetic of, like, just we're going to do a big outdoor show. Now, Hogwild, they just did a Surges, and it was, like, free. I, I, now, did they sell tickets for this, do we know? or They had to have, right? Like, because like, it does seem weird to not make money. Now, that said, so this is 95. 96 is obviously the famous one where Hogan turns, mm. and that's clearly just in an arena. Yeah. So season two was the last season that they did this, maybe because they realized we, we might not want to not sell any tickets. I do remember other bash at the beach, though, where it seemed like there was like a pool or something. You know, it was like they were almost they like the, a they moat did the around nitros. The... They would always do the one. They would do nitros in uh, there was a beach in Florida. It would always be the same beach. But wasn't. Yeah. The one that Shane showed up at was an outdoor one. right? Yep. 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 And they did. Maybe they kind of maybe they started Road Wild after this. And they like they're like, we'll do one outdoor i don't know do you get the same vibe when you go to the the pier in atlantic city i think it's a different vibe lot you see a lot more you know what i'm not gonna say you see a lot more urinating off the pier because there's probably a good deal of that happening here that we're not necessarily seeing and you look in the sand and see things that got knobs a little revenue (laughs) yeah exactly and well, I mean, and, and again, on the pier in Atlantic City, it's usually Matthew Justice is the one peeing off the pier. And it's during the match. <laughs> All right, so the Nasty Boys are team number two. Did uh, so? I guess Sag- Harlem Heat are the champions then. So but did Sags? He was he missing a tooth in the last match, or is that a new? He was. I think he was missing the tooth. I think he was always missing the tooth. Bikini ladies, children. Just very re- eclectic mix. I, I mean, I guess like free wrestling show and like Hulk Hogan's going to be there, right? He, he was in the graphic at the beginning of the show. Wait a minute. So for this show, this Wait, is Huntington Beach. Cal- this is like L.A. Why? So we're doing it like pretty early in the day, clearly. 
why do well, we have west the... coast so maybe it's like five o'clock or something why do we need all the lighting does this go to nighttime? I, I don't know. It's a, I mean, if they did it like the normal pay-per-view time, right, it would start at 7 or 8 Eastern. So you start 3 or 4 Pacific. You know, it's probably going to go to about 7 Pacific. I, I don't know. Me and Chris got to get those airbrush Nasty Boys jackets. I think. But, I think we but could, like Nastyfy us. I would love it. I would. I think, and I think we could pull the look off. Or, or maybe we can, for Halloween, we do... We'll do a little like triple threat rock, paper, scissor to see which which is the odd man out that has to be Max Payne. <laughs> and the next time all of us go to a, a, an event where there's a star cast, Ooh. obviously the three of us have to meet knobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to Hogan's hideaway. Well, yeah. And but it specifies no photos, no... I have a feeling Nobs is no. okay. Who is that guy? Oh, my goodness. Hell, he, yeah. He's at the wrong beach event. He thinks that Tiffany's about to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has. He Remember was huffing nitrous in the park. He, th- he saw WCW Nitro, and he read it as nitrous. And he, and he did a lot of and it. And he yeah. so many canisters. Or he just saw Slim Jim on all the times, and he's like, yeah, I'll fuck that guy. That's his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fuck that guy. You give me. Remember they used to do the shows in the Mall of America too. Those were like the first Nitro ever. I wish they would do more of that with. uh... They should do more shows in malls because now it's just empty stores. And yeah, it would be some (laughs) revenue. (laughs) And maybe a Panda Express in the background that's still running. And then, like, just coincidentally, you'd see Virgil would just have a little table set up because <laughs> he, he was just at that mall that day. Yeah, we got to meet Nobs. So so what's the nature of Sherry's relationship with Harlem Heat here? Like, uh, is this uh, purely a mentorship thing? Is it is it a little sexual? I mean, because I, I feel like there was always some strong implications that sherry sherry got around with like i'm saying the character like the here. character not yeah i'm not the... talking sherry martell the person i'm talking the sensational sherry the character was always you know seems like she was banging Shawn michaels right like it seemed like you know i think with harlem heat it's more about like you have harlem heat against the nasty boys sure you put a pretty lady outside that's a distraction sure especially if she speaks to them they're not used to that yeah yeah for sure yeah, this is definitely three, like, I can see how they got here with the booking of, like, let's have the really big jacked black guys against the British guy and the fake British gimmick guy versus just the nasty boys. It's like you got all of your bases covered with your wrestling fan demographics. God, they got them packed in at this, this aerial shot. Like, they've... yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, if memory serves, I want to say be, the season one, episode one of Bash at the Beach was either the first Hogan show or maybe it was like the first Hogan title defense. So this would be like pretty much exactly a year after Hogan had got there. So even though like we, we could talk about like the alliance to end Hulkamania, like it, Hogan definitely brought the viewers, right, relative. So... 
this and obviously a year later they'd be even hotter once the nwo started but maybe you know this does seem like they're they're beginning to really build something here and again 95 wwf is is in the shitter so this is kind of the beginning of like i don't know exactly when the 82 weeks started i think it was only after the nwo saga started but like so WWF at this time, this is full is still Monday just, Night Wars. This time is Monday Night. Wars. Yeah, I want to. Raw started like ninety three or ninety four. Okay. I don't know when Nitro started, but I don't think it was that much after. It's just like I, it, I don't remember it being this early when I started watching wrestling every week, but I had to have been at this point. Yeah, well, and I'm trying to think so because Luger famously sh- sh- or somewhat famously shows up at the first Nitro. And I mean, when was his last appearance in WWF? Was yeah, probably like ninety, like late ninety three. Sounds about right. Maybe, maybe because he's definitely out of there by ninety four, and they're that like ninety four is kind of when they start really moving to Bret Hart and Sean as like the focus guys. Okay, so as the match has started, has anything immediately okay armpit spot? Yep. To William Regal. Although it is our normal nasty boys, like, we're just going to start with some brawling and... Nothing has stood out as like, okay, this is off to a really bad start. No, this, it's, I would say it's not off to the as hot a start as the previous two matches we've seen, but like, it's fine. There's nothing. A lot more armpit action in this one. The other one, they were more serious. This is... What if we've made a tactical error and the reason that this is, is this match is like 52 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's and it's all knobs playing the uh the face in peril oh, can you imagine having one of those balcony seats for this sags has to hulk up he just takes a, a moderna shot nobody will know what it is for many years You know, I saw that the 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 federal uh, COVID emergency officially ends on May 11th. The government didn't renew it, so the pandemic's officially over soon. I thought Biden said that already. I thought he said that like a few days ago, where he's like, "It's over." But no, but it ends. It officially legally ends on the 11th. So like, there are actual laws because obviously COVID's contract didn't get renewed. Yeah, it didn't get picked up. It wanted it wanted more money. It, again, working with with sags uh so yeah the pandemic's officially over uh you know next week maybe by the time you're hearing this we still have an episode coming out we we're basically recording the day after we recorded not basically literally did we record we did record yesterday holy shit yeah and now you're in my house can i say um you're taller than i remember you being oh i because thank you i don't know that's a compliment sure because you know you and i mostly just see each other from like tits up Sure. Yeah, through we're, a video screen. We're uh, <laughs> we're like Skip Bayless uh, and I don't know, whoever he talks with. Again, I'm not seeing anything offensively bad here. Like I, I do kind of wonder: is like, does something happen? Or, <laughs> I would say, is Meltzer just racist? But again, he he seemed to love the match they had next next the next month with Harlem Heat and the Nasties. I guess he just really hates Bobby Eaton. I think it really comes down to that, like, the foreign heels really is effective on him. Yeah. Where he doesn't know he's being worked, that he just, 
a foreigner in a match really gets him down. But it loves New Japan. Or again, this is in California, right? Meltzer's from California. Now he's not necessarily near Huntington Beach, but like I, I feel like he's like he wanted some credentials, maybe. And, and he's stuck at the back by and fucking stuck at the back and they're gym. like and they're <laughs> like, Yeah, we don't actually give tickets out. Like you just show up at the beach and like first one first come, first serve. And Meltzer's just pissing and moaning. Even though a very young Sean Ross Sapp got uh, <laughs> VIP up front. Yes. This, I think this just has too much face and penis and face and armpits <laughs> for Dave Meltzer to take it seriously as a professional wrestling match. I will say that I had forgotten the armpit thing was a Nasty Boy Staples. Cause we, I don't think we saw it at all in the, the, the two good matches. No, because they look badass in those ones. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was it. Because that... I think this is more what I thought a Nasty Boys match was going to be. And but I, we started with like a couple kind of hot ones. But I feel like the Nasties are kind of doing the same thing that they do. They're just not, they're not necessarily getting uh, the willing partners that are. And you'd think Regal, right? Like they, they talk about the Regal Finley matches where they, they just beat the living shit out of each other around this time frame. Um, you'd think Regal would all be about like, just fucking abuse me. Maybe he just doesn't want the abuse from that. Like he's, yeah, it's not worth it. You got to pick your spots. Well, maybe it's because he he knows that that uh, Jerry Sags is the real blue blood here. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, he by actually the way, has a Welsh accent. <laughs> next week on the show, we're going to be watching through season one of the Tom Selleck show, Blue Bloods. Yes. I mean, this isn't, like, nothing spectacular has happened. No, it's not a good match. But, but to go negative is weird. Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing the negative. This just seems fine. It just seems like a, ma- a mid-card match. Sure, which is exactly about. what it is, right? Like, this is, like, dead middle of the show. I think Meltzer's there, and he just doesn't like sand. He had something bad happened, yeah. Like, he packed, his mom made him a chicken salad sandwich. He got a little, it fell on the ground. A little bit of sand got in the wax paper. It got in his chicken salad. He's got some sand in his teeth, and it just ruined his day. He wore sneakers on the beach, too, because he didn't want people to see his feet. Sure. Got sand in his shoes, uncomfortable for three hours. They didn't put Dean Malenko on the card. <laughs> And also, this pretty lady in a bikini was sitting on her uh, boyfriend's shoulders in front of him. He couldn't see. He couldn't see. see. Fuck, I hope this isn't 50 minutes where they're just like, we got to fill up time, guys. Knobs. (laughs) Keep the people smiling. I do actually remember Harlem Heat not being very good. In the ring, because I remember liking them and thinking they were really kind of cool and they had a great look. Obviously, the name is cool. The the outfits are cool. I remember, but I remember good them promos, not being, I remember, too. I, yeah, I just remember them not being very good in the ring. But does that just fall onto Stevie Ray? Because, I mean, Booker T had a I pretty think will, good singles career. Yeah, but after, right? I mean, people can like, like. Matthew McConaughey wasn't cranking out Oscar bait 
you know, when he was in his 20s. <laughs> so. Speaking of, last night I found out that uh, over the weekend, McConaughey did a five and a half hour motivate. Did you watch John Oliver as I well? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get our hands on that tape. Yeah, we. that's our next. We, we got to start a, a Patreon just so that we can tell our wives there's a reason why we're doing this. <laughs> you guys don't need to pay anything. We just need to start the Patreon. It'll be free. But you do have to be subscribed to see the the weirder bullshit we want to. Well, and the, and the nudie pics. Yeah. That we're going to put. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a, a weekly feet pick from one of us. <laughs> I'm re- like, this is like. Some people want to watch a bad movie and you pick a movie that looks shitty, but like, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Like I'm not having a terrible time, but like, I'm not going to remember this This is the wrestling match. This is the wrestling match version of, of Dwayne Johnson's rampage. It's not like so bad. It's good. It's not overtly offensive. It's just kind of there. It killed an afternoon and you got to drink a soda in a dark room. Exactly. God damn, just the people are in the sun. There's a guy in the back, I think, in a Raiden hat from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was big back then. 95 is that's Mortal Kombat peak. Initial peak, I guess. Man, I wish I knew how long this match was. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. It It definitely has slowed down. I can find out real quick on cage match. It's better if we don't know. You're right. I don't. I because <laughs> then we can also celebrate it if it kind of just abruptly ends. Like that might be Meltzer might not like it. Like oh, is, is chicken salad? It's all sandy, and then the match just ends. A guy spilled the, a beer on him. The pretty lady never took her top off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if in '95 Meltzer had seen a boob yet. The most common sentence said to Meltzer's therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dave, you were at a Kmart. She didn't have to. What what age do you think Meltzer lost his virginity? Oh, man. Has it happened yet? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a kid? Uh, I, I don't know. He is married, though, right? I'm pretty sure he's married. Like, Dave, when did you lose your virginity? Well, um, well, I fingered a girl once at, uh... <laughs> no, 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 Dave. no, 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 Dave, Dave. We're talking P, P, and V here. And also, please don't tell me about any digits again. <laughs> like, I don't... Man, like, I that's awful. I feel like last week we brought up Jimmy Lloyd as a sexual being. But, like, <laughs> really thinking about Dave Meltzer, like, an evening of fuck with dave Meltzer, <laughs> oh and it, especially if he's super excited like just imagine you're you're like dating dave Meltzer, and like it's go time for him like he that's all he has on his mind and you're just like oh fuck fuck like i can you imagine dave Meltzer requesting you to position your body differently to do something that pleases him? i don't know man yeah 
I mean, he seems like an all right guy. I'd like to. Sure. I'd love to have a meal with him. I'd have like, a beer with him. But if somebody, if somebody told me tomorrow a Dave Meltzer sex tape leaked, <laughs> no, I'd have it already. Like it. Yeah, I mean, but but I. It, so like, I feel like like who who, if if there was a sex tape that that posted and it was Dave Meltzer and Taylor Swift. Ooh. I feel like it wouldn't get that downloaded. <laughs> because people would just be like, oh, Taylor Swift sex tape? Like, I'll Google that. And then they'd be like, uh, like this guy? Did we, th- what? Like, no, um, and just having to be on a news show, like, we'll probably be talking heads on CNN at that point. Sure. Where we're like, yeah, we'll so. Be the elder statesman. To yeah. give you an idea, uh, he gives a, a number of stars <laughs> to matches, uh, professional wrestling matches. Sure. And, and I'm like, if you want to see something more disturbing than him fucking this very successful young woman who could do much better. Let me show you a photo of his office. <laughs> so so then, like, just to circle back, it's possible that Nick Wayne lost his virginity longer ago than Dave Meltzer. A hundred percent. Oh, wait, I think it just... Did it just end? Literally wasn't even looking. We weren't even looking. It just kind of ended suddenly. The Nasty Boys apparently won the tag titles i think with a splash oh wait but now the harlem heater celebrating oh my god this is why it's negative because they got to restart it and figure out the winner oh god please don't wait all right we get a replay here guys sure that's what you want to do at a giant live show with lots of new wrestling fans that are just here for the free beat show is go to replay Wait, do we not get the re- Is this GCW? Yeah, like... They're, they're, they're. Here we oh, go. Here, here we go. Slim, Slim Jim Jams. Okay, thrown in. Nice kick from Booker T. Yeah, would be one of his signatures. What do we get here? Okay, back body drop onto a blue blood. Oh. oh Wait, I that's s- a... Wait. Oh. Oh, so it's they're both... But who's the legal man, right? There's not a legal man from each team. Well, that really is a quandary. That's yeah. something only a SAGs can figure out I, in a it, lab. It looks like the Nasty Boys uh, fucked this one up. It looks like they, like they, they won, but they sat on they're... I think they weren't legal. They weren't the legal men. They weren't the legal. Oh, because it's think not Booker a... T, right? Because there's only two guys in legally. That's a good look on Tony Schiavone. That's a smart look. I don't want to see his thighs. Yeah, but that that you can tell that that that's baby making Schiavone. That's when that's when Lois was pumping out those kids. That it, see like, that's a Tony Schiavone that fucks. That's not what Dave Meltzer. That's a mean like Gene that fucks too. Oh God, yeah. And he's he's tucked into the shorts. He was kind of a pervert, right? I think so. Yeah. Like I remember on the remember when the WWE Network like. Pretty much right off the top, like, got to do more reality shows. Sure. Lock Roddy Piper in a house. With, <laughs> right. <laughs> with, with a bunch of booze. Yeah. And uh, I kind of remember Mean Gene being a bit of a horn dog. I do remember thing. that. Legends has. Yeah. I, I remember that being one of the takeaways. And that, that Hacksaw Duggan was not as wild and crazy a guy as I just assumed he was. Like, kind of religious, if I re- Yeah. Like, kind of just very quiet, did a lot of reading, wore glasses. He seems like a good dude. Anytime I've seen him at a convention, like he's giving too much away for free. 
I mean, maybe maybe he 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 got some of those tips from Sags. He's got a little Moderna money on the he side. Got, he got he those needles with the juice inside. Like yeah. you know, he got to he got to get where the real money is. He when when he got caught doing cocaine with the Iron Sheik, that was actually early prototypes of the vaccine. Uh, but Sheiky baby's still to... alive and well. He's still kicking. All right, man. Well, I know you got to get going. I uh, do. I'm happy that you're in town and stop by the house. This is fun. Yeah, and we might just cancel the podcast and just do watch-alongs full-time. I don't know how... I mean, I feel like we got to vet them a little more than we did with this last one. <laughs> I don't know. I know it got us to Dave Meltzer fucking. It got us to Dave Meltzer as a non-sexual being and, you know, Mean Gene and Tony Schiavone being fuck machines, so... I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I think the work will stand for itself. I think this was a good hang. I'm happy this happened. I don't know if this is... We used to release... uh, Derek and I used to release, along with the regular episodes, occasionally a bonus zone episode. That could be if you ever... like. I remember... I feel like like early talks with you, I was like, you should do two different... You should do predetermined, and then you should do a pro wrestling hangout. Like That's two different things. This was definitely a pro wrestling hangout. This was a, the subtitle was well earned today. And the couch we're sitting on, basically the couch from the uh, the the flyer. The oh, okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, you're on it. I I feel honored. Yeah, you're on. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. All right, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Great for having me. Thanks for for the the chicken. Yeah. Although it was, not, it, you did not use the spices. No, yeah. that was. I didn't know if you were gonna be here in time yeah. to eat, and it just so happened. That it was like right, we were getting ready to eat right around the time you came. So, sure. I should have seasoned some vegetables or something with the vegetable seasoning. Yeah. Next time. Next, next time. Again, time. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in the area usually every like once a quarter or so. So, I'm sure I'll be back uh, probably before the end of the summer. Sounds good. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Jimmy Fax, at Gartet, at Chris Miggs. Hey, have a good week. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs> <laughs>